Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can also join us live in the YouTube chat at youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, at liberaldanradio on Twitter, and of course here on YouTube as well. Um, we got a bunch of stuff lined up for the show today. I did a lot of work for this show this is the season 10 finale this is the end of the 10th year of liberal dan radio next week will be the season premiere of season 11 so there you go it's not like i'm taking a break or anything anytime soon uh i think the next show i'm scheduled to miss is potentially in january so unless something else happens so shouts out to everyone in the chat so far the early comers uh aaron jolie the mod squad uh tv2 live dragon x flyer uh, thank you all for joining. Appreciate you all for coming in, coming in early. <clears throat> Shouts out to all the Liberal Dan Radio patrons as well. Um, go over those in a little bit. And, of course, people who's, uh, who want to support the show, the best thing you can do if you haven't subscribed already is to go ahead and subscribe to the channel uh, here and uh, like videos, share some with your friends, etc. I'm hoping to come up with new videos. I'm hoping to come up with a new intro as well, because I think we're going to, I haven't found anything better than Grow Left, uh, so I'm going to be working on that over the next week. So growleft.liberaldan.com uh, <clears throat> will eventually be the link. It doesn't go anywhere yet, so don't try going there yet. But next week, hopefully, we'll get there, and we'll start working on the idea of trying to support smaller podcasts, smaller radio shows, smaller liberal media, left media, progressive media, et cetera, to try and get us to be able to compete. Because as you could hear, there's, some, there's at least one or two, um, well, at least one person in, in some of the clips that I've gathered for today's show that I'm like, if th- these people have shows, we need to have shows that we need to be fighting back at every single level. And that includes 
on social media, that includes on the radio, that includes podcasting, et cetera. We need to work it up. So I'm thinking we can kill two birds with one stone and not only uh, support those podcasts, but support those podcasts in a way that also advertises for progressive leftist liberal type causes. Um, and that way you get to spread more word about that while allowing those podcasts, those shows, those radio shows, et cetera, websites, you know, earn a little bit more income as well. Uh, hey, Jeff. Hey, Kinky Streets. Thank you for joining. Appreciate y'all. Um, so there's that. That's what I'm going to be working on. Uh, we do have a bunch of uh, – I'm just going to go off from the get-go, and we're going to go ahead and do – if I can find it. I have lots of stuff that I uploaded – so it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. I actually put that all the way at the top so I can more easily find it. Um, <clears throat> so let's, let's go ahead and hear this week's start, start off with advice. If, if, you, if you haven't become a liberal and radio patron, you want to, wouldn't have heard this already. If you are a liberal Dan radio patron, patreon.liberaldan.com or patreon.com slash liberal fan, uh, you got to hear this one a day early. So without further ado, this week's Hypocrite of the Week is Republican Congressman from Pennsylvania, Glenn Thompson. Congressman Thompson attended the wedding of his son to another man. Three days earlier, Congressman Thompson voted against the Respect for Marriage Act, which would have codified federal protections for same-sex marriage. What's good for his family is apparently not good for yours. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. That's the thing. I mean, either he's, you know, not supportive of his child or he's just placating his voting base while supporting his child, which you can't placate your, you can't support your child if your child's in a relationship that would be banned if Obergefell v. Hodges were overturned um, by not protecting it. Then again, you know, I don't necessarily think that this bill is necessarily better than having Obergefell v. Hodges because, again, just like with the Roe v. Wade and KCV Planned Parenthood being overturned, um, if the court believes that it's something that is within the power of the powers of the states that they get via the Tenth Amendment, and of course they're going to ignore the Ninth Amendment and ignore the Fourteenth Amendment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but if that's something, if they, if they believed that Roe v. Wade and KCV Planned Parenthood was a state's issue and shouldn't be decided by the federal government, then have, enacting a federal law would just mean that they overturn the federal law. So if they don't think that Obergefell v. Hodges is adequately or properly ruled on and, and believe that it belongs to the states, having a, a federal law isn't going to do anything. It, it's just one more thing for them to overturn. They'll overturn Hodges and or Obergefell. They'll overturn Obergefell. Obergefell and they'll overturn the law instead of just overturning Obergefell. So I'm not convinced that 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 law will do any good in the legal sense. Now, politically, I think it's great to have these people on record voting against these things. So therefore, we know who it is you're uh, you're going to be voting for and or against. So let's see. Uh, Harrison Walker has agreed to debate. Well, I have seen. I did. I have seen conflicting there's some people like tweeting and sharing ads or whatever saying criticizing um walker for not debating warnock i have seen also an article that did say that walker did uh agree to have at least one debate uh with warnock although i uh 
I, I anticipate it going something like this. You know, you have like um, candidate Walker. What is your opinion on the recent ruling that overturned uh, Roe v. Wade? And Walker would be like, thanks and beans, because, you know, he's not very bright up there. I think he's taking one too many uh, hits to the head in his professional football uh, career. Um, so we're going to go to for a second one as well. We're going to we're going to just get the bits out of the way, I guess, first. And if people come into the show late and miss the bits, well, they could either go back and rewatch the show or whatever, or become a patron and always listen to them early. Patreon.com slash liberal band. Anyway, so uh, words of redneck wisdom. Um, the person who is the caller here uh, to the radio show, conservative radio show that I listen to it most mornings, um, I think his, his name, I believe, was Confederate Lion. I think that's what he called in as, like I called in as liberal Dan. He calls in as uh, Confederate Lion. Um, so I don't know if he's admitting to be a Confederate sympathizer that's also a liar or, or if, he, if he's just trying to pretend that he's a, the king of all beasts or what have you. But, yeah, this is interesting. We'll, we'll see. Hey, Kimchi, how's it going? Words of Redneck Wisdom. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom. Brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. So I wanted to mention how, uh, you know, it's never, ever, ever discussed, Liberal Dan, because I know you're still listening, how the 2,000 black men, free black men in the city of New Orleans in the 1850 census owned over 20,000 slaves. They have deleted the fact that our own free black uh, merchants uh, uh, landowners, farmers, etc., all owned slaves. Every single one of them owned slaves. Again, there were 20,000 documented slaves in the 18th century in the world that belonged to free men of color. Then you start yeah. looking into the uh, 1850 Missouri Compromise. What came out of that? Hey, it was a big agreement. Everybody was in agreement that, that slavery was a part of the system. Nobody had a problem with it except for a bunch of rat heads up in the back at uh, Northeast. Who were they? All being led by, among others, the John Browns and the Harriet Beecher Stowe, who wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. came out in 1852. It was in every single language in the, on the planet. In 1852, yeah. mind you. And right. it was a massive, it was the primary, it was the primary propaganda tool to sway public opinion. And that's pre and so we're looking at it all over again. It's just a different uh, uh, title to the book. It's called uh, CRT and BLM, uh, as, as opposed to Uncle Tom's Cabin. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Yeah, TV2 Live brings up a good point. What about the people that were slaves? Were they okay with it? Well, I mean, they were not considered people. They were considered property. So therefore, the, I, the Confederate lion uh, would have no problem. Of course, what, what did he call the people who – everyone agreed with it except for the people up north, the rat heads or whatever he referred to them. Like, so everybody didn't agree with it. And then he talked to the, 
Someone needs to go tell this person what the definition of a, a compromise is, because if it was a compromise, it means nobody got everything what they wanted. So therefore, uh, so the compromise of 1850 was made up of five bills that attempted to resolve disputes over slavery in the new territories added the U.S. in the wake of the Mexican-American War. Uh, it admitted California as a free state, left Utah and New Mexico to decide for themselves if they want to be a slave state or free state, defined a new Texas-Mexico, New Mexico boundary, and made it easier for slave owners to recover runaways under the Fugitive Slave Act. Uh, the Compromise of 1850 was mastermind of Whig Senator Henry Clay and Democratic Senator Stephen Douglas. Lingering resentment over its provisions contributed to the outbreak of the Civil War, i.e., not everybody was okay with it. Uh, furthermore, I uh, found if you go to slaverebellion.info, um, um, the black population in 1860 was 4.5 million with about 500,000 living in the South. Of the, those residing in the South, uh, 261,988 were not slaves. Of this number, 10,689 lived in New Orleans. In New Orleans, over 3,000 black, black, free, free black folks own slaves, about 28% of the free black population in the city. So he said everyone had slaves. That's not correct. Only 28% of the black population in the city of New Orleans had slaves, according to slaverebellion.info. Now, I've heard, so I don't know where he's coming from that we, you know, eliminated it from our history. I've known of the fact that there were people who were free black men who did own slaves back then. So it's not something that's hidden from our history or whatever. It's something that's known, but just because it's like, well, he's doing it too has never been a good excuse to do wrong things. So I'm guessing this caller to, to conservative talk radio as con, as a Confederate lion is somebody that would appreciate and enjoy a return to the ability of people to own other people. I'm sorry. They're not other people because according to them, they're just slaves. There were three-fifths of a person when it came to the creation of the, of the Union because the southern states wanted an inflated and high number of representation in Congress, you know, even though they weren't going to count those individuals who were owned as slaves as people and give them rights and you know, freedom and the ability to vote as well. But they're still, they still gave them the credit for, for those bodies, at least three-fifths of them, uh, in order to make sure that they could have a disproportionate stay. And as we've seen up until today, giving conservatives disproportionate say is an American pastime. It is absolutely an American pastime. We love to give conservatives disproportionate say. We did so by allowing huge, you know, small population areas to become large states, therefore granting them more power in the Senate than, uh, than they should have, giving them more power in the Electoral College than they should have, et cetera. We really should move. And for president to the popular vote because the electoral columns is no longer needed because you no longer need to have uh, individuals coming in. We have the information immediately, just like you don't, we really don't need congressional districts either because congressional districts basically said, okay, you're representing this one area. So we, they're going to come tell you what you want. And you're going to go to Washington or wherever and let them know, you know, what you want. What, what do you what do you want to have done for, in, for you? Of course, back then it was just men who were landowners who were only ever listened to. Now they at least give some semblance of lip service to other folks. But um, yeah, there's really no reason to have that anymore. And if, if anybody brings up flyover states, they're already flyover states. The states 
people, I have a map, I have an article on that on liberaldan.com where it was like bad arguments in favor of the electoral college. And somebody was like, well, if, if you have a popular vote, then presidential candidates are just going to ignore the flyover states. And then you look at Donald Trump and how he traveled in the 2016 campaign. He ignored the flyover states. He never stopped at them. Why is that? Because he knew they were in the bag. He knew that he didn't have to do anything and because he was going to win those states, so why bother campaigning there? So otherwise, if you move to a popular vote with the presidential election, you then get everybody having their say. Conservatives in blue states have their say. Liberals in red states have their say. It gives more people their say. Then again, giving more people say is not something that conservatives like to do. So they, they are... They love to not give people their say. It is what it is. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so we have two sets of clips that we're going to be, be talking about today. Uh, we have uh, Marjorie. A lot of this stuff, both of them pertain to um, hyphenated nationalism. In this place, uh, Christian nationalism. And, and one of the things that, you know, one of the things that these people do is that if, if you start criticizing Christian nationalism, at least they used to do this, they'd be like, well, what's wrong with being a Christian? And what's wrong with being a nationalist? Just because I'm a Christian who's a nationalist doesn't make me a bad person. Well, that's not the thing, though. There's a difference between saying you're a Christian and you're a nationalist and being a Christian nationalist. Because a Christian nationalist is somebody who wants a Christian nation, who wants to, a nation that's dictated by the uh, rules of Christianity. And that's not okay. <laughs> we, we are, there are plenty of things wrong with that. Um, hey, Robert Reynolds, Deb B, nearly impossible. Teresa Tack, uh, Benny Loco. I don't think I've missed anybody new yet. 14 viewers, 13 likes. Somebody's missing that like button. Um, yeah, Christian nationalist, no. Tally Bangelicals, yes. That is another good name with that. Y'all Kata. Uh, <laughs> is one of my favorites, but we have an interview. This is by, he'll say what the news, what the news source is, I think in this first clip, um, because he's introducing, introducing MTG. Um, I don't like calling her MTG. Typically it's just empty G. I think it's more accurately represents the contents of her head. Nearly possible. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Um, so here's the first clip of the interview of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Taylor Hansen here with Next News Network, and I am here with the one and only beautiful Marjorie Taylor Greene. <clears throat> beautiful, yeah. If you're attracted to Cabbage Patch Kids, maybe. But, I mean, yeah, attraction is subjective, but, yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, was it, was it Next News Now or whatever it's called? It's like N cubed or whatever I think is and these people I, I didn't have the whole interview lined up but I have I have clips but yeah this is one of my things like these people have a good media presence this is why we need other people having more on the other side on my side to have more media presence as well. <laughs> Aaron Garbage Pail Kids yes very good <laughs> Vanilla Isis yes that too Isis is a cool goddess yeah Isis Isol or Isis kind of ruined the whole other meaning of ISIS as well. It's unfortunate. Uh, garbage Bill kids. That's great, Aaron. Thank you for that one. All right. Clip two. 
First off being, what do you think is the primary focus of the GOP going into 2022? What should it be opposed to what it is it? Wow, that, that's a tough question because there's a lot of things that should be. I think Republicans really need to recognize uh, the people they represent, okay, their voters, not the, not the lobbyist donors, not the corporate PACs, not, not those people. That's not who the Republican Party should represent. Uh, we need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. And there you go. We should be Christian nationalists. You know, there you go. It's um, And she's not... But she, I don't think she's necessarily hiding the fact that she wants a Christian nation. Uh, she wants to ignore everybody else. Nobody else. Is, 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 she, she believes that as long as they target their main group, that that's enough, even though I don't think it is, that that's enough to get them the votes that they need. She doesn't think that they, she should be placating to other groups. I think she goes more on this in clip three. And when Republicans learn to represent most of the people that vote for them, then we will be the party that continues to grow without having to chase down certain identities or chase down, uh, you know, certain segments of people. We just need to represent Americans. And most Americans, no matter how they vote, really care about the same things. Um, and, and I want to see Republicans actually do their job. She doesn't want to have to chase down certain groups. She only wants to have to chase down Americans. So to her, I guess the people in those groups that they're trying to chase down are not Americans. See where Christian nationalism leads you to? Christian nationalism leads you to there's us and there are the others. Hmm. Who else did that in the past? Maybe Nazi Germany? I don't know. Seems like a reasonable uh, worry in my mind. So another question for you is, you know, as a woman in Congress, how do you feel about having more balls than the majority of congressmen <laughs> currently sitting on the seat like right now? This is a trick question. You know, I'm a two-gender person, and I don't really have any balls. Now, she's a two-gender person. Is she admitting that she is intersex or uh, hermaphrodite or something like that? Is that what she's saying there? Of, of course not. She's she's uh, she's allowing herself to to continue to, and perpetuate the the antiquated idea of the gender binary. Um, which, you know, there are more than two combinations of sex chromosomes, let alone the various combinations of uh, hormonal differences that create every individual. So I think if you, if you look at the total number of possible genetic combinations that could take place with all of one's chromosomes, not just looking at the sex chromosomes, but with every single combination of, of chromosomes, you have like seven trillion or something like that there's a ridiculous number of co possible combinations of people that could exist with various chromosomal uh differences and but there's at least six different known variations of xy uh including like single x xxy xxxy etc there's an xyy so there, there's then there's other things that affect uh how one develops biologically uh including things like uh other like the SR, SRY uh, mutations and other hormonal differences. So no, two genders is antiquated. Uh, but of course, in this new, in this Christian America, in this new Christian nationalism, actually I shouldn't say new Christian nationalism, Christian nationalism has been around for decades um, or more. I mean, Christian nationalists will tell you that we've been a Christian nation the entire time, despite the fact that, uh, that the uh, Treaty of Tripoli uh, negotiated by um, Washington ratified by the Senate, uh, negotiated by Washington, signed by Adams, I think ratified by the Senate, clearly states that the 
United States of America was in no way founded on the Christian religion. But they don't care about that, despite the fact that treaties under the Constitution have the effect of law. But again, they always pick and choose what they are talking about when they want to say that they're going to respect uh, the Constitution. <laughs> uh, if Jesus came back, barge three toes gangrene would nail, up, nail him up herself because she, he was too bright. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they only like white Jesus. They don't like, you know, real Jesus. They like white Jesus, like the one from Boondocks that, um, that the uh, Uncle Ruckus liked or would, would pray to. Okay, clip number five. What inspires you to do the right thing? Uh, God inspires me. God inspires me. She's inspired by God, y'all. Uh, was she inspired by God when she uh, cuckolded her husband? Allegedly, uh, with uh, several trainers at the gym, was that was that the godly thing to do? Um, I don't know. She might have been saying "Oh God, Oh God" at the time, but uh, I don't think that, uh, that 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 people who you know follow her belief. Of course, she then follows up and says, "Like, well, I, I'm not perfect." Well, clearly, you're not perfect, Marge. Clearly, you are not somebody who is a perfect individual. You're far from it. Uh, but again, this is just one one of the I don't know how I don't know how this person's like. How did you get elected? Like, how did you figure that out? Like, that's what I like. It's just stupid people in large groups, I guess, can accomplish miracles. I don't know because if you voted for her, you're probably just about as dumb as her. You might even be dumber. But I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is is a tale that you know any you can do anything literally because if she can get elected to Congress. Anything could happen. Marge, the socks stay on. <laughs> yeah, right. Where did Jesus come from? Not from New Jersey, folks. Can you imagine Jesus, New Jersey? Or Jesus from Brooklyn. Hey, uh, I am risen. <laughs> Sorry, I can't think of a good thing. All right, come on. This School should fun. just be for kids learning, you know, history, math, science, English, normal stuff. Um, School should be people about learning science and history, except, you know, when we don't like the science or the history, like when we reject the rules, like when it comes to COVID and we don't want to pay attention to the doctors who know more about it than, you know, Hick, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or we, uh, we uh, don't want to learn the history because we're going to attack things like CRT, even though CRT is not taught in schools. Uh, but we don't, want, we don't want kids to learn about, you know, the, the horrors of our nation's past. Because if we learn about the horrors of our nation's past, then, uh, then you know, people might start to think, oh, maybe we need to change some things. Or maybe we need to make sure that we remember them so we don't, they don't happen again. Hmm. Interesting. Let's see. And I think this is the last One MTG. more question for the final one is, do you think we'll see accountability for the way that the January 6th committee, which is completely illegitimate, you know, we've seen time and time again, they lie, they create false narratives. I mean, they won't talk to me. I witnessed one of the highest profile shootings in America, yet they will not have a conversation with me about it. Do you think there will be accountability? And if so, how and when? I, there better be accountability. Yeah, there better be. Um, yes, I think there will be accountability and it needs to be severe. That This should never be allowed to happen. And they're, they're abusing their congressional powers. They're abusing committee powers. And this is, this is political persecution. And, it, it, and there, there's people that don't even have a voice. I mean, think about it. There's people in jail right now. 
no one hears from them, no one sees them, their own family doesn't see them. There's children who haven't seen their dad for over 18 months. There's, there's marriages that have been broken apart, people have lost their jobs, uh, people have committed suicide. The third one happened this week. It, it, it's awful. It was just, yes, there needs to be accountability. Maybe, Marge, just just maybe, uh, the reason that these people are in jail are because they committed crimes. These people will sit there and applaud Donald Trump when he talks about law and order, but that's law and order for other people. They don't want law and order for themselves. Again, going back to that one Twitter thread we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, conservatives don't like being told what to do, but they love telling other people what to do. Um, yeah, and so someone who committed suicide because well, I don't I don't know about the, the, the situations pertaining to the suicides that took place. I uh, can't really speak on that. But oh, marriage broke up. Well, you know what? If my spouse went to go riot and 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 break into the uh, break into the Capitol building and attacked the police and committed acts of sedition and insurrection and domestic terrorism against this country, you know. I wouldn't be surprised that she, that my spouse wouldn't be surprised that I'd be like, you know what? Welcome to Dumpsville, population you. Of course, that's not going to happen because me and my wife agree about things on a political level. Um, ever, almost everything. I mean, it, we have a lot of things in common politically, which is good. I mean, some people, some people disagree on some things. I mean, we agree on pretty much everything. It's, it's, it's kind of weird that it was that close. <laughs> But I think the only thing she was more annoyed by Bernie Sanders than I was. <laughs> I think that that might be our our only difference. Um, I know. I mean, uh, they're political prisoners. No, they're not. They're domestic terrorists and criminals, and they need to be punished. And the only people that should have their um, what you call it, their only people that should have their make sure that are held accountable are the people who committed those acts and the people who coordinated those acts and the people that encouraged those acts, including but not limited to one President Donald John Trump. Anyway, let's go ahead, take a quick break. Uh, We are going to come back, uh, talk about more issues, talk about more white white nationalism, Christian nationalism, etc. In a few minutes, this is Liberal Land Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out budgeteers.com or go to youtube.com slash budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a 
world gone mad. One progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Band Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right. Again, this is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Of course, you can always leave your comments, questions, and chat at youtube.com slash Radio, and I will try uh, to get to them uh, as we go. Sometimes they scroll a little fast, and I have to play catch-up, uh, especially if I get in a groove and start just rambling for five minutes, then, you know, that often causes me to have to scroll back up and then try and play catch up and respond to the chat. But, you know, it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, and I do have this new, I mean, I, I think I had this somewhere uh, perhaps, but I had to throw this one into the whole, uh, into my words of redneck wisdom, because, you know, God forbid somebody use a, uh, somebody use a book, to spread information about the fact that they don't like slavery. Like, God forbid, like, you know, we actually, you know, that people were actually are being held accountable for their domestic terrorism in, uh, in the January 6th attack on Congress. So I had, I had just had to download that one and re-upload it and, and, and stick it in the top of, of my thing so I could use it occasionally. Andrea, how's it going? Nick Rich. Uh, who else have I missed that who has come in? Blue Pretender, uh, appreciate y'all for uh, coming over. Appreciate you, Andrea, for joining us. I'm guessing you're better now. I'm sure you've, you've, you've recovered from the COVID. I hope so. Um, I would hope so. Um, 
Hello, Laura. Thank you for joining. Anybody who, well, we have 16 viewers and 16 likes, but if you're viewing and you haven't liked yet, please go ahead and smash that like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to Libertarian Radio. I have a goal of getting uh, 1,000 subs by the end of September. We're hoping to get there. Um, we may be able to get there, but I can only do it with your help. So appreciate y'all. So the other thing, um, there was uh, the person who's the Republican candidate running for governor in Pennsylvania. Uh, so what's, I, I thought I had that link up, but apparently I did it. Governor PA. Um, Doug Mastriano. Doug Mastriano was at uh, the January 6th insurrection. I don't know if he entered the Capitol. I don't have that information at the moment, uh, but he's the Republicans nominee for governor. Um, there are Republicans out there who are fighting, uh, who are, who are f- actually paying to run ads against him because they don't want him to be governor of Pennsylvania because the, he's like too far to the, too far to the right. Well, one of the people that Mastriano is a, has as a paid consultant is the CEO of Gab, Andrew Torba. Uh, there's an article on the Anti-Defamation League website about Torba. Uh, Gab C- this is from December 15, 2021. Uh, Gab CEO Andrew Torba claims he's not an anti-Semite, but he tells a very different story via Gab's Twitter feed and his personal Gab account. Uh, he, Torba engaged in multiple anti-Semitic tirades on both Twitter and Gab, posting a share and sharing a wide array of bigoted co- content. Um, let's see. Promoted a range of anti-Semitic tropes, such as Jews having dual loyalty to the U.S. and Israel. Uh, the Jews are to blame for the crucifixion of Jesus, and that Jews are in control of the, of the U.S. government. I'm surprised they didn't throw in the media there on top of that. You know, uh, Gab, a self-described, quote, free speech platform, has a long history as being a haven for anti-Semites, extremists, and conspiracy theories. Robert Bowers, the white supremacist who murdered 11 people at the Pittsburgh synagogue in 2018, made numerous anti-Semitic posts on his Gab account in the weeks prior to the shooting. Three years later, anti-Semitic content persists on the platform, easily accessible with just a few clicks. Well-known anti-Semites like David Duke, Rick Wiles, and Nicholas Fuentes maintain an active presence on the site. Uh, let's see, Gab's Twitter account was deactivated shortly after Torba's anti-Semitic tirade. It was later reactivated at the end of November 2021. Um, in an effort to track Twitter links out to Gab. Let's see, Gab.com. We're building a parallel Christian society because we are fed up and done with the Judeo-Bolshevik one. Judeo, usually you hear Judeo-Christian, but the Judeo-Bolshevik uh, society, apparently. That's what we're at. Um, let's see, what else? Is anything... Ugh, there's, he has his Gab.com's Twitter account and posted a, a picture of Judeo, nail, and then Christian, uh, nail in the hand. Obviously, doing the whole myth of the Jews killed Jesus, etc. Um, Anti-Talmudic stuff or whatever. Anyway, so there's plenty of stuff on Twitter by Gab and by him, in the, specifically Andrew Torba, uh, that that is on there that is uh, anti-Semitic. Um, so, but there's also the fact that he is a Christian nationalist. But I don't understand how anyone could take advice from an incel. I think incels may very well take advice from incels. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 
they, they like to group together. I mean, they have the groups called their, the MGTOW, uh, Men Going Their Own Way. Um, you know, I've wanted to talk about them and the men's rights activists and all those, all that crap um, at some point. But I usually just find something else that I'd rather talk about because they're really aggravating and annoying. Um, but the one thing that I wonder about the so-called men going their own way is why haven't those men gone their own way yet? Why haven't you gone? Why haven't you left? Um, but, it, but if you heard the one thing that I said in here, the first tweet, we're building a parallel Christian society is what the get on gab at Twitter, the Twitter account. Um, are there female incels? Um, there are some women that I have seen that complain about the friend zone as well. Um, but usually it's, it's a typically predominantly male thing that, you know, big, the, begrudge the for being friend zone. I mean, it's a, somebody's my friend. That's not a bad thing. Like, sure. Maybe, uh, maybe my feelings for that person may go unrequited, but they're not required to do so to be my friend. Simple as that. I'm friends with many people who, uh, who I was interested in dating at one point and then never did. And, or I'm also friends with people who I did date and then we stopped dating and we're still friends because that's how adults do it. So, I mean, obviously there's some that I wouldn't remain friends with because if they treated me terribly, but you know, not, that's not, that's not everybody. Sometimes you just don't work well together. It, and it is what it is uh, that he would definitely know about not working well together, considering he's on marriage number three. Of course, then again, so is my dad. So, <laughs> um, and I think my, uh, my, my, my first stepmother, my dad's second wife is much worse probably than Marla Maples. Ugh, she was terrible. Um, so let's see. All right. So let's, let's go into the Gab thing because uh, the Media Matters site had reported that he basically said that Ben Shapiro, conservative pundit Ben Shapiro, would not be welcome in this guy's or the Christian nationalist movement. I think you could all probably figure out why that's the case, uh, but we're going to let him talk. We're going to let him, we're going to let Andrew Torba talk about it. So their, their big article today is uh, Jewish conservatives like Ben Shapiro aren't welcome in our movement. Well, no, not unless they repent and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, there you go. I mean, at that point, I guess they become Christians because they repent uh, and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, but, you know, so clearly, I mean, Ben Shapiro is usually one that's universally loved by many conservatives, but I guess this one is just, it's just, he's Jewish. So therefore, and there's a big, he apparently has a big problem with how the Talmud uh, discusses Christianity and the idea of the virgin birth, etc. So, but yeah, you know, even conservative uh, Ben Shapiro would not be allowed, or even conservative Ben Shapiro would not be allowed uh, on uh, in his move or not. He, he doesn't call it his movement. He calls it the Christian nationalist movement uh, because it's not his movement. It's Jesus's movement. So, no, we don't want people who are atheists. We don't want people who are Jewish. We don't want people who are, uh, you know, non-believers, agnostic, whatever. This is an explicitly Christian movement because this is an explicitly Christian country. 
that no, this is not an explicitly Christian contract because we do not have an explicitly set of laws that are based on Christianity. Uh, we were just because you're founded like if I if I'm a Jewish guy and I open up a like I have a Jewish guy and I have a podcast. Doesn't make this a Jewish podcast because I'm not discussing. I have discussed Jewish issues on the show, but I'm, this is not a Jewish podcast. It's just a podcast that happened to be created by somebody who happens to be born Jewish. Oh, hey, Demonox, how's it going? Um, first Liberal Dan Marino patron, Dem- Demonox, appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I talked about the Torah and the Talmud and, and kosher food and everything like that, then maybe, you know, that was the only thing I talked about, then yeah. It would be a Jewish podcast, but this is not a Jewish podcast. This is a podcast by somebody who happened uh, to be uh, born and raised Jewish. So this country happened to be created by people who were Christians. Well, some define themselves as deists, but that doesn't mean that uh, we are a a, a Christian country. And for some reason, they don't seem to understand that. Well, they don't want to understand that. They remain willfully ignorant, I suppose. Um, and that's the other thing I want to clear up. I, I posted about this this morning in terms of Christian nationalism. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of quote-unquote experts uh, really misinterpreting what we're saying here. Uh, you know, they think that we believe that America is... Uh, you know, ordained by God and is special and is chosen and is set apart like. No, America just happens to be the place that we, as American Christians, live in, right? As American Christian nationalists, but this movement is actually much bigger than that. Um, we want to disciple all nations. That is the Great Commission. All nations, meaning all nations, okay? Not just America, but all nations. No, they don't just want to have America be run by uh, by Christianity. They want the of the world to be dominated by Christianity. That, uh, and, and not just Christians, but those type of Christians, which in and of itself is scary AF. Uh, our generation of Christians is not buying dispensational Zionist lies. Dispensational Zionist lies. Again, attacking Zionists. Again, that, that, that is one of the anti-Semitic tropes out there. Now, there are people who are legitimately Zionist, people who believe in a, like a single Jewish state and the creation of Israel, but I'm fine. You know, there, there are people who can adequately and appropriately and correctly be called Zionists, and you can be critical or not of them for their Zionist beliefs. But when he uses Zionist, it's just another term for Jews, and he doesn't like Jews because Jews haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, even though uh, I had an evangelical admit to me that I was right on the streets of Bur- on Bourbon Street, in the streets of New Orleans, when he there out proselytizing. And I was like, let me ask you something. God is infallible, right? And he goes, of course. I'm like, God, uh, when God created a, uh, a covenant with the Jewish people that was eternal, it was an eternal covenant, that means it lasts forever and ever, and God never makes a mistake, right? He goes, well, sure. And I'm like, well, then if God's covenant with the Jewish people is eternal and God never makes mistakes or errors, that means that Jewish people never have to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in order for them to go to heaven or wherever the afterlife is. And he was like, I guess you're right. And I was like, thank you very much. Shook his hand, walked away. My wife laughed. It was fun. 
ended up being able to have an evangelical tell me that I was right about his religion. It was fun. Good times. Good times. Ben Shapiro and other non-believers, they're not allowed to have a prominent voice in our movement because they don't share our values. Okay? They don't. They can't have So not only is it just that he doesn't want them in the, they can't be a prominent role in the movement, I guess they can't have a prominent role in society, which means I guess he wants to create like second-class citizens where, I mean, he said, I don't know if I, did I miss that clip? There was a clip that everywhere. He said something about, Everyone would be welcome in, in our society. You, we're, not telling, we're not saying that you have to leave. We're not saying that you have to get out of here. But everybody, but you're still welcome. We're not going to kick you out, but you're going to be thanking us for allowing you to, be, to live in this Christian society or whatever it was that he was saying. And I'm like, no, because here's the thing. If you remember uh, Empire Strikes Back, you yeah. know, the second released Star Wars movie. If you remember Empire Strikes Back, uh, there was the, the Empire and Darth Vader created a deal, had a deal with Lando Calrissian. And then Darth Vader kept changing the deal. Let's pray I don't alter it further. Um, you know, first, uh, first Leia, first Han Solo, Han Solo, Leia, and Chewbacca were going to be in Cloud City and would have to stay there because all he was after was Luke. Then, Han Solo was going to be sent off with uh, Boba Fett. Then, uh, instead of Leia and Chewbacca having to stay in the city, they would be taken to his ship. So he kept altering the deal. Well, these people are the dark side, and I, I, to believe that people who are not Christian could live freely in this society, especially in a society that's based on Christian ideas and their Christian ideas, uh, would, would be one where that turns into Gilead. And if you were a non-believer, you would quickly find yourself in a deep load of crap uh, because just, their society is not for you. Did I play this one already? Uh, you know, there, there's many great deceivers out there, Ben Shapiro being one of them, who are deceiving and misleading uh, a lot of conservative Christians. There are many deceivers out there, just like you yourself. When you're trying to make us believe that you would welcome all these non-Christians in your Christian nationalism, nationalist society. So, let's see. What's illegal? I left my church when politics were preached. Uh, politics often get preached in many churches. I mean, it would, well, I would hope it should be illegal, but it never gets, it never gets upheld. It never gets that, those rules never get upheld. Uh, let's see. And what's the next let, one? Let me be clear. This is not a Judeo-Christian movement, okay? This is a Christian movement explicitly. So let me take a look here because those two those two terms are actually contradictory. It's like an inherent contradiction, okay? Uh, and look, we're going to end with an agreement. I agree with him there. I agree with him that there's a, that Jude, the term Judeo-Christian is a contradiction. Now, he's right. He's wrong about why he's right, but he's still right on that particular point. And there's so many differences between Judaism and Christianity that to call something Judeo-Christian, and we've talked about this previously on the show, uh, that it never was really a thing until um, the, the Christian right thought that embracing Israel and supporting, um, 
supporting Jews when it's convenient, at least, would somehow benefit them politically. Uh, but apparently that's, that's not the case. It, that, you know, it, it, there's no such thing. Like, Jews keep kosher, Christians don't. Jews have 613 commandments of which they have to follow. Christians will talk about the Ten Commandments and, and, and want to have them up on courthouses or whatever, but uh, the only uh, Jesus, according to Christian faith, according to my understanding at least of the Christian faith, uh, is that um, you know that that Jesus died for those sins and also fulfilled the laws? I don't know how one fulfills the law. I mean that that concept is it doesn't make sense to me as somebody who was raised Jewish. I don't understand the idea of fulfilling a law. Either follow it or don't, or you repeal it or whatever. Um, but again, if that's what you believe, I'm not judging you. I just don't believe that Judeo-Christian is is something that is a thing because of the vast differences. Look at the abortion debate. Look at at how differently Judaism and Christianity treats abortion. Christians are out there saying that life begins, installment begins at uh, conception, at fertilization. As soon as you have a fertilized embryo, that you have a installment takes place there. Judaism believes that installment takes place on the first breath. That first breath is life. Uh, Judaism requires a late-term abortion if the pregnancy is threatening the life of the woman, of the pregnant person. Judaism would say life of the woman. That's why I say what Judaism, that's, I worded it in a way that Judaism says, because that's, of course, Liberal Dan Radio understands the fact that, you know, and people, many of the people listen to Liberal Dan Radio, we all believe, we understand the fact that there are people who are non-binary, there are trans men, there are other you know, gender non-conforming folks who don't, uh, who don't consider themselves to be women, but yet who can still get pregnant. Um, so, again, Judaism requires an abortion. And look, if I was going to make a, Jew, a state that had Jewish laws, I mean, Jewish laws only apply to Jewish people. So even if I enacted Jewish laws in, in, in America, they would still only apply to Jewish people. Uh, but, you know, Jewish law does not forbid other people from, like, eating bacon, for example. So a Jewish, a Jewish society – now, Jewish law might – government buildings might have to be closed on the Sabbath or whatever if you were following – whatever. I don't know. I mean, what Israel does is probably as close – a, a society with the Jewish law as possible, although there are many secular folks in Israel as well who are just, um, I guess, culturally or ethnically Jewish. So anyway, Christianity, again, would ban all, all of all, all these evangelical pro-life right-wing folks who call themselves Christians uh, would ban all abortions and are trying to ban abortions in, in ridiculous cases like I mean, I think every banned abortion is a ridiculous case, but they're trying to ban abortions, you know, raped 10-year-olds, just like we had that one uh, former Joseph Gibson from the other week who, who said that 10-year-olds should not be able to get a, uh, an abortion. So, really impossible. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, let's see. Where's – I'm, again, trying to scroll back. Uh, ex Demonach, not that I believe in Jesus being a real human, just by their own story logic. Oh, wait. Uh, Jesus never renounced being Jewish, therefore Christians follow, being followers of Christ should follow Jewish doctrine. Sort of. I mean, one of the clips I didn't play, that didn't, didn't capture from MTG's uh, 
little interview was on that, I guess, or maybe it was from a different one. That I follow a Jewish guy. Um, I, I worship a Jewish guy. You know, it's fine, but you know, there's still much differences. You know, there's there are rules. You know that that Jews follow that y'all don't, and that's the thing. It's like if if, if you're following Jewish law and you're not Jewish, you're actually not following Jewish law because Jewish law is supposed to be like a blessing. Like it's a responsibility of the Jewish people. It's a blessing of the Jewish people. It's not, it's not something that, that's why Jews don't really understand the idea of evangelicism because Jews don't require you to keep kosher to, to, you know, reach the olam haba in Hebrew or uh, the world to come in English. Of course, look at me. I'm saying this is not a Jewish podcast and now I'm talking all about Judaism. So, um, but yeah, so you just have to be a good person. Don't murder, don't steal from people, don't write about what they call the Noahide laws, the laws that Noah would have to follow back when there were no Jews in the, in the Bible story. Um, and in order for you to become Jewish, you have to be like turned away three times. Like you have to, you have to come ask three times at least. And then they'll be like, no, 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 no. Then you have, because they want you to be sure because you're, because as when you're becoming a Jewish person, you're taking on a responsibility, not just you're not just stating that you have a certain set of beliefs, but you're taking on a responsibility uh, under the Jewish faith to follow uh, these rules that other people don't have don't are not required to follow and are you know can choose not to follow. Um, so there you go. That's Judaism in and of it is. Paddywhack, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for the stream. You're welcome for the stream. If you uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please make sure to subscribe to the channel and uh, like the video if you haven't done so already. Let's see. There'll be kimchi pasta, plate of pork ribs, and pork loin and barbecue pork. I mean, I'm not saying I'm an observant Jewish person by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. I mean, I love me a BLT. I love me some bacon and pork. And mm, I, I eat cheeseburgers. Um, what else do I eat that's that's not kosher? Oh, crawfish, crabs, lobster, all of those are not kosher as well. And I will eat the hell out of some crabs, some crawfish, snow crab legs. Woo! Hey, Bill P., thank you for joining. Appreciate it. Uh do want to give shouts out again uh, to uh, all the folks who support uh, Liberal Dane Radio. Um, uh, Wes, Wes Webb. Uh, he's the newest patron. Uh, Joe Lee, the first Liberal Dan, uh, no, Julie Spence is the first Liberal Dan radio producer. Jolie, minicast listener. Aaron West, uh, your boy Chris Cesar out from California. And Demonox, of course, the first Liberal Dan radio patron as well. So thank you all for joining. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash liberal Dan or patreon.liberaldan.com. Uh, both of you. Yes, I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm a learner, Dottie, a rebel. Uh, Kudos if you know what that's from. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the second commercial break once I get to that block. Uh, we can come back, take calls as well, add any more questions in the middle of the show. Remember, go to minicast.liberaldan.com if you want to answer the thing about that I talked about last week about what you feel would make you successful, what, what you think as a kid would have made you successful as an adult. Uh, we'll talk about more after the break. Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left. That's right.
Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution today. That's StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131. Again, you can leave your comments in the chat at the uh, youtube.com slash radio. Come to the live stream and comment in the chat as well. Um, one thing that I was going to do and I was reminded of because uh, yesterday was uh, the birthday of one of the members of the Mod Squad here on the Brooklyn Radio, Aaron West. So I should do like the... The show should do it like Marilyn Monroe, like the happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Miss Moderator, happy birthday to you. Or should I do it as uh, Louie? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, so there you go. My wonderful singing. Um, but yes. The birthday bonanza going on from yesterday to today. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not a mega fan of Mod Squad. Just I'm just calling the uh, I'm calling my mods the Mod Squad at the moment. At least until I think of something else. Um, I, I don't know. Dan, I don't want to call it Dan's Angels because I think Hal's level is already is is Hal's Angels. I think that would be ripping him off. Um, plus the fact that 
you know, Charlie's Angels were all women. And uh, if you're a, you're, you don't have to identify as a woman to be a mob and liberal Dan radio. You just have to be somebody who I believe would be good at the, at volunteering at the role. Cause as of right, <laughs> nearly possible, that was a little creepy. I mean, it wasn't like happy birthday to you or something like that. <laughs> I guess any, uh, Dan's fans, Dan's fans might be catchy for, uh, uh, there's already the Dan band. Because you already have like Dan, the Dan band singing like Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know. I like the Dan band, but um, Dan's fans rhymes. I don't know. Maybe maybe when I get big enough to get the thousand subscribers, so I can have memberships. Maybe at that point, I'll call the first level Dan fans. Um, maybe call the next level fanatics, like fanatics, but supporters of Dan, liberal fanatics, liberal Dan bandstand, bandstand. Dan, what did you do with that singing lesson money? Clearly, I ate with it, right? Clearly, I just took it to McDonald's and got myself a supersized fries instead of going to going to singing lessons. <laughs> My uh, Andrew Bass says, "We are sparklers," like in cats, like said, "We this is Sparta. We are sparklers or jalapenos or whatever." Um, but I think the fir- I know he says we are sparklers, but I think the first level on his, I think the no, the no, the third level, my level is Hal's Angels. So the the, the level that I'm at for subscribing to Hal's show uh, on YouTube is that level. So anyway, back to what I wanted to talk about uh, after I was remember re- remember remembering the uh, the that I wanted to sing Aaron a happy birthday song. Um, to like the the betting is like. Happy, happy birthday. Nah, 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 nah. Happy, happy birthday from the Bodan to you. Hey. Um, so, but anyway, last week I brought up, and I do have a couple of responses so far uh, when it comes to uh, the idea of what would you uh, have thought uh, would be success as an adult when you were a child. Like, you thought of X. You know, you, you as a child would be like, if I – had X, Y, and Z, I would be successful. And last week I said there was three, maybe there's four. Um, I don't think there's five. I don't think one of them counts. Like one of them that I'm not counting is like, is just simply I, when I grew up, I want a Corvette. That was like my favorite car when I was growing up was a Corvette. I really wanted a Corvette, but me wanting a Corvette, it was just kind of to like, that's not necessarily like, like I would love to have a Corvette, but like, I didn't think that getting the Corvette was the you're being successful. I think I thought that was like just well beyond just regular quote success, you know. So there are three other things that I thought of, and I'll be talking about that on the minicast when I do a minicast episode. I just don't have enough people who've responded yet. Uh, the people who have responded are Voltron. The uh, as we let's uh, it's all like Voltron, like Demonox, the host of the most Nimbus Yosh with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast and your boy, Chris, uh, all of them have contributed in some way. Uh, if you're a Patreon listener or a Patreon supporter, you can just send me a message on Patreon. If you feel like doing that, um, if you want me to leave your name private, it's fine. I can, uh, if you, you can also respond to the thread at liberalband.com If you don't want to call in and leave a voice message, but if you go to minicast.liberalband.com, that will bring you to my anchor minicast where I have, several episodes that you could also listen to. Uh, but 
uh, you can also leave me a voicemail message. And that vo- in that voicemail message, you can tell me exactly. And you, you could leave one or two or whatever if it goes long. Uh, Aaron West, your boyfriend. <laughs> All, including Chris, Aaron, or just Demonox and uh, Yosh? Um, so what did I miss? Dan's Den, maybe. We're trying. Trying to find some good ones. Dan's fan sounds like Dan's fans, and I get a peep show vibe, and I like it. Well, I mean, we could talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there is, I do want to do, I do, I am friends with Facebook, on Facebook with somebody who is like a, like a sexologist, uh, somebody who talks about like sexual health and other issues pertaining to sex. And I do want to have at some point kind of a late night version of liberal day and radio where I, where I invite uh, that individual on the show and we discuss sexual issues like that. And I do want to call it sex with liberal Dan. So I think that would be fun. I think that would be a fun conversation to have. So, but anyway, back to the, back to the point of the, I do want to have people call in, uh, you know, call into the mini cast or leave a message on liberaldan.com. Or if you even want to email me, liberaldanradio at gmail.com. You can, you can email me your, your answer to that as well. What would you have thought as a kid would be like the minimum to be like, I I'm successful. I've made it. I've, if I get this much, I, I think that having X, Y, and Z, and it doesn't have to be three, it could be four, it could be two, it could be just one. Uh, I think that having these things or being able to being able to do these things would be the minimal amount that would where I would be like I'm successful. That, that that's what I want to be able to do as an adult. When I'm an adult, I want to be able to do this and not like I want to eat chocolate every you know not that sort of thing. Like when I grew up, I'm gonna eat chocolate for breakfast. That I want to have any. That's not what, that's not what I'm talking about either. But things that reasonably you would do be able to do or buy as an adult. Things you might want to have in your house that you don't have. Things that you might want to have on your as a car or on your car or whatever. My wife did give me one example of something that she wanted as she she wanted to be able to have as an adult. And so I, I guess technically it's four. Um, tell that kitty to take the meds to kimchi. I started a bucket list when I was 24, and I've done most of the things on it. So I think. I would have thought I was freaking awesome. We'll try to email you. Um, that's also pretty interesting, like like bucket list, like what's your bucket, what was your bucket list and have you done? That might also be an interesting show. I don't know if that counts for this show or not, but you're more than welcome to. I'd love to see what was on your bucket list and let me know what you what you accomplished and what you did it. Um, this is, I guess, more of a child. What I was looking for is more of a child's one. Just, I think because there's a lot of negativity out there and I'm thinking that, you know, Maybe if, if there's examples of people, like, I guess the other thing I want to know is, did you get those things? So I'm thinking like, maybe if there's enough people who are able to get the things that they want, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's kind of a little bit of positivity. At least I'm looking at it as a bit of positivity, because even though I'm not saying what the things are, I will say that I've gotten, I got, I, all the things I wanted as a kid, I got, um, I was, I've been able to do. So there's that. Uh, Jeff Curry, I was invited to try out for the Atlanta Braves. Turns out you should not show up way too hungover. That that's probably a good idea. Um, let's see. Sometimes the strongest people come from broken homes. I mean, man, my my parents split up. I mean, my 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 parents got divorced when I was a young kid, and actually, it was a a good thing. 
that my parents got divorced when, when I was younger, because instead of spending all their time um, arguing with each other, they only spent some time arguing with each other because divorced parents trying to raise a kid still ultimately end up arguing a bunch, but less time was spent arguing with each other and more time was spent being able to be parents to me. Uh, so I never believe in the idea that anybody, that people should stay together for the kids. Uh, staying together for the kids is probably one of the most toxic things you could do for your kids. If, if you're not happy, you should split up. Act like adults when you're raising the kid and, and try and work together on raising the kids separately. But you, you, some, you need to split up. I mean, there are, there are, what was it? Who was it that said? Was it J.D. Vance? I think J.D. Vance, uh, the the congressman who um, Trump couldn't even get his name right, or the, the congressional candidate, J.D. Vance, I should say, for that's a Trumper that we used to not be a Trumper, but now is a Trumper because he, I guess, he took an oath of fealty to him. I don't know. I think he did say that even even parents in abusive relationships should stay together, and I'm like, no. But even if there's no abuse and even if you're just unhappy and you're arguing just break up for the sake of the kids that's my that's my opinion at least that that's what i've experienced and i think is and i've i've seen kids who come from households that argue all the time i've seen kids that come from ones that or the splits i think those ones end up tend to be a lot better um Kimchi, my life is nothing like I expected. I wanted to be an archaeologist, and I was. It was not like traveling the world with a book under one arm and a globe on the other, but you live, you learn. <laughs> I've, I've, one of my college roommates turned out to be an archaeologist. Um, he he um, graduated with degrees in uh, chemistry, history, and math or something like that. And I was like, if there's any job that you would go do, it sounds like, or any career that that skill set would have, it probably would be an archaeologist. Um Aaron West, my parents should have never married, but still are. <laughs> Maybe. Um, then, of course, I, uh, my parents, I, it was funny. They must have planned this out. I think I've discussed this before as well. But when I was conceived, my mom had an IUD in because I'm one stubborn MFer. I mean, I was going to be conceived. Screw this IUD in there. So I was conceived. My mom had an IUD. And... And so when I found that out very recently, like reasonably recently, maybe last six years or whatever, and I was like, okay, Uh, my mom said, I had an IUD when when you were conceived. I was like, what? I was unwanted? And my mom goes, you were not unwanted. You were unplanned. I'm like, okay. And then I told my dad, I was like, hey, dad, I just found out that mom had an IUD in when, when y'all conceived me. I was unwanted. He goes, you were not unwanted. You were unplanned. I'm like, that's the exact same word mom used. Y'all planned that out. Y'all have said one day he's going to find out that there was an IUD involved. And if he says that and he, and he thinks he's unwanted, he's going to say, uh, you were not unwanted. You were unplanned. Um, but, you know, my mom, as always, pro-choice. And she chose to have the IUD removed and to have me. And y'all have to suffer for Liberal Dan Radio because of it. Ha, ha, ha. Self-deprecating fear. Yes. Liberal Dan, a Dan liberal, a rebel from the beginning. Yes, I am a rebel. A loner dotty, a rebel. <laughs> Jeff, I was supposed to be Jody Lynn. Oops. Well, you know, it happens. Trying to catch back up. 
When I was eight, I promised to never second-guess myself or regret my life. I learned that's impossible. That, that might very well be impossible. I don't know. One thing that I have learned, though, with life is that um, are you the 1%? I, I am not one of the one percenters. I'm in the 99%. Screw the 1%. <laughs> Let's see. Were IUDs 99% done? It may have been, but I don't know. I like when people are like, I have an IUD, so I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. I'd be like, um, excuse me. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> so I wasn't wanted in 1966 and almost got pickled in alcohol, but nevertheless, I persisted. Nice. Um, yes, as well, you should have, I would not, I would not believe that you wouldn't persist. You, you, you very much seem like a persistent person and that's good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the self doubt or whatever. Um, oh, Julie's in. I didn't see Julie come in. Hey, Julie, how are you? Um, anyway, what was I going to say? I was going to say that it's not about necessarily self doubt, but it's about doubt of others. So that's fine, Julie. You could always watch, start from the beginning and, and, watch, and watch, watch it whenever you want or listen to it whenever you want to. But I appreciate you joining us. And I appreciate your support of the show. Um, I learned in life, especially like in college, never use the words, are you sure? Right? So like somebody says, I want to do X. And, you know, or are you... You know, they say, or you, you want to, you know, you, you're doubting somebody. Like, um, I wanted to, before I moved into a house uh, with an ex-girlfriend of mine, I wanted to make sure that she was over something that she claimed that I did and never did, right? So I was like, are you over that whole idea that I did this bad thing that you thought I did and that I never did? She goes, yes. And I say, are you sure? And she said, yes, I'm sure. Turns out she wasn't. Then after we moved to the house, um, she still held it against me. I'm like, you told me you were over this crap. Um, I was at school and, and I had gotten a financial aid letter. And the financial aid letter like gave me an award that was like much higher than I was anticipating. And I was like, before I make any financial decisions on this semester, I need to know if this amount is correct on my financial aid award letter. And the person goes back to see my counselor. My counselor says, yes, that's, that's the correct number. I'm like, this amount right here, this amount is the correct amount. Are you sure? Yes, we're sure. Okay. I made some financial decisions. Came time to go deal with the financial loan, the financial aid and sign whatever it is I needed to sign to get everything credited and get my check back or whatever. And then I, I only got half of what I got. That's why I go to see my financial aid counselor and I'm fuming mad. I'm so pissed off. So angry because I made some financial decisions that now I'm not going to be able to afford because I wasn't going to have the money. I was like, I only got half of what you told me I was going to get. And she's like, well, Dan, you know that you get half in one semester and half in the other semester. No, 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 no. I understand that. All right. I fine. I got a quarter of what I was supposed to get and I'm getting a quarter next semester because overall, I got half. She was, and you told me that the amount on this pay on my paper was right. And she, and I had signed the paper and she was like, I know I didn't tell you that that amount was right. I'm like, yes, you did. She's like, no, I did it. And she got all angry at me and she stormed back to the thing. And, 
And she came back out, and she had a whole different look on her face, completely different look on her face. And she was like, the amount that you – the amount – on the system is correct, and that's the amount that I was looking at, but the amount of your paper was incorrect. So I was so mad. I was so very mad. But I learned that lesson very quickly. If you ever ask somebody, are you sure, don't even ask the question. Because even if they say that they're sure, they might not be sure. They might not, or they might be sure but not have all the correct information. But your gut is telling you something is off. Your gut is telling you that maybe you, you're not sure about the whole thing. So listen to your own gut and, and don't ask the question. Just don't even bother with the question. That's what I've learned. And I don't think I've asked, are you sure ever again? Because it's a stupid question because you're not sure. Listen to yourself. Don't ask, if you find yourself asking that question, you yourself are not sure that the other person is sure. And so therefore you should do whatever it is you're trying to think of. Let's see. <laughs> I like, I'm sure I want to see Trump. In, yes, I am sure that I want to see Trump in prison, but I, I'm not asking anybody, are you sure about that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, if you tell me that, I'm not going to disbelieve you. Uh, if you tell me that, if you tell me that you don't want to see Trump in prison because you're a MAGA crazy person, uh, again, I'll believe you. I'm not going to say, are you sure? No, because I, I, that means I don't believe you. And just, I should just go ahead and not believe you. <sighs> Kimchi, I am sure I am sure I need this bong hit. Hey, puff puff pass. I guess you can't do that over the internet, unfortunately. Let's see. Jeff, I never wanted kids. My wife said she couldn't have any. Now my son shot five ads for the last Super Bowl. And she has played dual sports in college. Nice. Um I've known plenty of people who believed that they could not get pregnant. And then got pregnant. Uh, the person who I initially did a radio show with when I did Dan and Dave on the air, talk from the left, that's right, before I split off and did Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. Um, before, you know, he and his wife constantly were trying to have a kid. And they just were not, they were not fertile. Could not happen. Was not going to happen. So they adopted. And then she got pregnant. And then I have another friend of mine. One of my nerd friends, he, uh, he, again, they went and adopted because they kept trying to have a kid and couldn't have a kid. So they adopted and then they got pregnant. Another friend of my wife, friend of my wife, she believed that she was never going to have a kid. Doctor said, you can't have kids. You're not, you're, you're very unlikely. You're, you're unlikely to have kids. She ended up adopting um, adopting a kid like from her own family, but she's not raising the kid because the mom is like a drug addict or whatever craziness. She's not pregnant right now. So my uh, they conceived the pregnancy. How about that? <laughs> they were able to conceive. Um, anyway, so my opinion on that is, is that the stress of, of trying to have a kid sometimes when you are questionably fertile uh, could potentially make you not be able to have kids. But once that's over with, and once, once the stress is relieved, and once you've eliminated all that stress, and you're able to uh, 
and you're and you're like, okay, we're we're just resolved that we're going to adopt, and not going to attempt pregnancy anymore. We're just going to adopt. I think the stress then makes it easier for you to conceive. So <laughs> she conceived, he relieved. He he did something. He I don't know if it, hit relieve. I don't know if relieved would be the great word because relieved implies I think bathroom <laughs> and not. I'm sorry, Kimchi. It's it's fine. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think we ever announced and said, "Hey, we're pregnant." When when Cassie was pregnant with our two, um, but we helped. I don't know. We're going to have a child. I mean, we're we're, we're going to have have kids to raise. I guess that's that's correct. I don't know. Anyway. Um. I just bought all of my grandchildren a guitar. At least it wasn't drums. Because <laughs> that's the worst thing you could do is, is get your kids a drum set. Of course, like my wife went to a yard sale with my youngest or with both my kids, I think. And then they came back and my son's like comes back and he's holding this drum. I'm like, where did you get that drum? She's like, we got it at the yard sale. I'm like, really? So there was a little bit where he was playing on a drum, but it, it's now been sitting in the corner and, and probably gathering dust. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I guess for us, he's not, hasn't been back. But I did do the nice thing since he wanted the drum set. I went ahead and I got him a, a stand for the drum and some uh, some drumsticks, et cetera. So, and then, like, he, he wants to do music, but I don't think he has the the focus to do the music because he's too concerned with playing his video games. So, you know, it happens. It, 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 it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. So, anyway, I believe I am going to be probably calling this a show for the night. Um, so, unless anybody has any other questions or whatever uh, that they want to uh, ask in chat before I go ahead and call it a night. Um, I got my son drum said he knew the one rule, not during Jeopardy. Makes sense. As long as they follow the rules. I mean, I've tried, during the pandemic... Um, I tried to, uh, teach my, my, my youngest has shown a desire to want to play the guitar. And this is, I think I've talked about this too, where I think the reason where I'm not as proficient a guitar player, I'm not as much as a musician as I could have been is because I had my dad and not my uncle as my father. Uh, because my dad, I don't think is a very good teacher. Uh, he doesn't have the patience to be a teacher. My uncle was a teacher until he became a software developer. Um, but there, we will always get together on the Saturday after Thanksgiving before COVID at either my grandparents' house and then it became my uncle's house. Um, and we would get together and it was like my dad would play guitar. My uncle would play the piano or the flute or what have you and sing a bunch of songs, like some folk songs, some Beatles songs, nothing new. Um, but the uh, my son my youngest son was sitting there playing this toy guitar, just a bling, 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 bling. And it was clearly bothering my dad. Clearly, he was getting very annoyed and very distracted. And my uncle's like, but if you tell him no, he's never going to want to learn. So he, he begrudgingly allowed it. Um, and the meaning of life, Bill, it's 42, right? That's, that's the meaning of life, right? Um, or, do the, or it's the Monty Python movie. Or I'll resist simply spiraling, coils of self-replicating DNA. What is life? 
anyway, so my but my dad and stepmother did buy him a mini, like a smaller size guitar, so that he might be able to learn how to play. And I signed up, and I think the one of the guitar places were giving free guitar lessons. So I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity to learn how to maybe play some guitar, and then maybe learn teach my son also how to play guitar as we're doing as we're going through it. Um, unfortunately, the guitar that got him was still too big for his fingers, so we were not able to do that. So hopefully, at some point, he'll be able to grip that guitar, and maybe at that point, we can start taking some guitar lessons together and do do some uh, learning together as uh, as uh, as father and son. We can rule the galaxy as father and son. No, um, although he does say that his father is Darth Maul. Now. No, no, yes, Darth Maul. Darth Maul is his father. Um, I'm his dad, but Darth Maul is his father. So if I haven't told that story yet, maybe I'll tell that next week. <laughs> so it's funny. It's a very funny story. Um, where, is that? where is that? Okay. So let's see. My sister-in-law talked to me about 37 worries, finding a good man, wanted a baby. She was beyond emotional about it. She found a focus on her master's and stopped looking. Now married two kids. Yep, that's what happens. You don't look for things and... Do that. See, I was I, I learned the game Fortnite because my kids played Fortnite a lot, and uh, and and they were doing it a lot. So I wanted to make sure to uh, go do it with them, and so we started playing Fortnite together. And now they rarely want to play it. Now I'm into the game, so it's like, ugh. so now now I need to find other things to do to do with them. So maybe when they get older, I'll have them jump on the podcast, and it could be Liberal Dan and Fam. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, but I want to thank everybody for joining me for the season finale of the of se- end of season 10 here on Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. I will be back next week for the season premiere of season 11. Um, I have a couple of ideas for shows that I want to do. Uh, Kimchi, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, again, you know, subscribe here if you haven't subscribed already. Share some videos with some friends. Let them know. Uh, that you enjoyed the band and they might too. Um, support the Patreon, patreon.com, Fan, or buy me a cider, uh, go to liberalband.com, click the buy me a cider button, and that can get you there as well. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Band Radio. Off to the left, that's right.